This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Josh, what's the last Mario Party you've played? Oh, man. What, where are we at now? Which one are we at? Because I know I bought the kids one and then they lost it. So I might have played that real quick, but it's been a while. It's been a long time. I don't even know where Do they're at. Do you remember the point. game? Where there was the shy guy, the dude in red, and he'd be like standing on a cloud and he'd have you like press a different button. And if you press the wrong button, he'd like pop your balloon. So it was kind of like Simon says where you'd be like moving backwards or moving side to side. That's kind of what happened to this Miami Dolphins defense because Lamar Jackson, he finished the day with 18 completions on 21 attempts, 321 yards and five touchdowns. I don't want to sound like a hater. They absolutely cooked the Dolphins. These seemed like, man, he had some beautiful touch passes, but this seemed like it was, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to play fake. We're going to get your defense running downhill, and then we're going to throw it side to side. Or we're going to get you throw it running side to side, and we're going to throw it behind you. It just seemed like they were that uh, four-dimensional chess when we were just still trying to play checkers. It was They were a step ahead the entire game, and we're the dumb idiots who didn't think Je- uh, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards could do anything. I'll, I'll take the blame for that one. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't even have words for just Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. I mean, it seemed like every time Duke Riley was just trailing right on the wheel route or something, he was just trying to catch up. And I, I, I was going to say, Jake, it almost felt like this was, we were playing Madden, right? And, you know, maybe we were his own rookie difficulty or something. And the quarterback, um, you know, you got all the time in the world to stand back there and you got Lamar Jackson, right? The most explosive player in the entire game. I mean, he didn't use his legs at all. And he still threw for what, 321 yards, five touchdowns. He had an absolute field day with us. And um, it's kind of sad when we just got done talking about how awesome this defense has looked, how I think on one pod we were, you're saying about how Vic Fangio, you know, they do a good job of adjusting at half and coming out and, you know, trying to contain what they couldn't do in the first half. We got absolutely destroyed in this one. They were just Dolphins were trying to rush for the entire game, just sitting back and Lamar Jackson had an absolute field day. field day. Like I mentioned, Duke Riley was pretty bad. You said Xavier Howard went down four plays in. I mean, we saw Eli Apple 
he, he was giving up some big plays, and that goes back to your tweet, man. Where's Cam Smith, right? We want to see Cam Smith out there doing something, please. But um, they had an absolute field day, and for as good as the Dolphins' defense has been, for as much as we've been hyping them up, it was just um, an absolute bloodbath and very humbling, I'd imagine. It didn't take long to figure out what was happening. I mean, Gus Edwards, every single time he carried the ball, he got to fall forward for an extra three yards. It was so Stunning to see Miami's defensive line just completely erased for four quarters. Uh, that that surprised me quite a bit. Do you think the Dolphins should have shadowed Zay Flowers with Jalen Ramsey? Now, I get it. When you're building up end of the week, you're expecting Xavier Howard to play, and that's one thing. But, I mean, Rashad Bateman, he is usually – I don't have the exact numbers behind me about who lined up where, but Rashad Bateman, he had four receptions on six targets for 54 yards. Not a huge day yet. It's kind of like a stick mover, possession-type wide receiver. I mean, Zay Flowers, three receptions on just three targets for 106 yards, including that play where he got completely behind Eli Apple. I- I'm curious. I think that you have someone like Jalen Ramsey follow him around. You're going to take your lumps with the Rashad Batemans of the world and other players like that, man, but – I knew coming into this game, everybody knew that you have Zay Flowers getting 14 targets against San Francisco. No other player had more than four. This is their guy. He only had three targets, but that's only because he needed three targets, right? So it's just kind of weird that they're in a spot where they're going to get beat and they're letting Jalen Ramsey be Jalen Ramsey guarding that, you know, guy on the left. And that guy on the left is just kind of doing what they have to to move the chains. And I'm not saying Jalen Ramsey played bad. He did his job. He contained him. He made him make every play. But I mean, how do you not have him covering Zay Flowers? Yeah, you spoke it into existence on the preview pod. And I mean, I, I'm not sure the answer to this, right? I mean, we saw Rashad Bateman line up a little bit on Eli Apple. He's getting some passes. And again, Eli Apple, um, he's out there because he's the vet, right? Because he's slightly above what Cam Smith has shown in practice and things like that. But Eli Apple is not a very good cornerback at this stage. So I think you're right, Jake. You should have maybe shadowed Zay Flowers in this game. But I definitely think, you know, with Xavier Howard out, we're not looking ahead to Buffalo right now. But that matchup with Stephon Diggs, you can bet your ass that I think Vic Banjo is going to have uh, Jalen Ramsey shadowing him. Every- yeah, I mean, you should. When you have a guy like Jalen Ramsey, you absolutely should. But um, we're mentioning the Batemans, Zay Flowers. That Odell Beckham catch, you know, took us back a couple years, right back to um, – I can't remember what year that was when he made that insane catch. I was going to say like 2000 or something. 2015? Right. Oh, 2013? Yeah, 14? Okay. Yeah, that, like, that was that a crazy catch. Yeah, but I was going to ask you about Isaiah Likely, man. That dude was—he uh, had that one-handed grab for a touchdown. Then he had another touchdown. I mean, Dolphins have been pretty good against tight ends, but Isaiah Likely looked almost like uh, Mark Andrews out there trying to uh, go one-on-one with some of those Dolphin linebackers and safeties. Lamar Jackson had all these wonderful touch passes and it gave guys like Isaiah Likely the chance to make those one-handed snares. Like the way he was lobbing those passes, all I was wondering is. Is Javon Holland, is he good to play? Because those are the type of balls he's running right in front of. You know, the way that the camera was following these passes, I kind of felt like I was waiting for a Dolphins cornerback to kind of sprint in front of the play and go the other way. And it just never happened. He did always have, he just did a great job of always putting the ball behind him. But man, like Odell Beckham, he was targeted once and he had one reception for 33 yards. You, that's how you want to lose this game. You want to see 2015 Odell Beckham. You don't want to have your stud tight end going insane. You don't want Zay Flowers breaking free and using his speed. Like, it, it's just kind of crazy that, you know, we see the Dolphins doing this stuff, right? One of the big song and dances they made was how Baltimore took a play out of Miami's playbook. Well, if Baltimore has to go in above and beyond to get their guys open, Miami's doing this and it isn't working right now. 
It just seems like when you have this target distribution and you know what Lamar Jackson's good at, make him make the hard throws, make him launch it downfield, make OBJ be OBJ. It just seems like a better way to win instead of, you know, letting Zay Flowers get his, Isaiah likely get his. And then Justice Hill, you want five for 64 and a touchdown? Go right ahead too. Yeah, again, I still can't believe that. Uh, some people probably won their fantasy leagues, right, using Justice Hill. It's absolutely uh, baffling. But, um, you know, it is funny how they kind of took a page right out of the Dolphins' book, and I think they used Zay Flowers in motion on that, uh, you know, it was that, I believe, the touchdown pass that came right after Zach Steeler had a fumble before the half. We were feeling pretty good, and then uh, two or through the pick, and they went down there, and Isaiah likely scored. So, um, I, I don't know, man. Is there anything that you think could have went differently in this game? I mean, I feel like heading into this, I mean, we're as optimistic as anyone. I feel like the Baltimore Ravens were – an elite team, right? This was game was going to be hard if we went out there and played our best game. And um, when you go out there and play like the Miami Dolphins did, when you had that huge swing before the half that completely, you know, nuked us, right, man. I remember like it ripped our heart right out of our chest after we thought we were getting ready to score. Um, I just don't know what could have been different. And I'm scared to death of having to play the Baltimore Ravens again this year. If we were to meet them for some reason, in the playoffs, because that's a scary, scary team. I'm going to try really hard not to be a, be a homer here, but I, I definitely think it could have been different. Um, the opening Baltimore's first touchdown drive, um, that third and 16 um, at Baltimore's 19 broke my heart. You know, you just get a stop on third and 16. That's not the biggest, um, biggest challenge in the world. And then the following drive, you had Tyree kills drop. Uh, the Dolphins forced a, forced a punt in four plays on the following drive. And then I think there was another negative play that just a sack Baltimore defense is good. We'll give them a sec. But I don't know, man. There just seemed like some situations here where the game just fell out of control, where I do think there was – wasn't there a fourth and seven they scored a touchdown on two? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, Isaiah Likely. That was one of – I think the first one. Ravens get the ball back at fourth and seven. He stepped up and found Isaiah Likely. And I think that was within – yeah, that was right before the halves. That, there were just so many decisions, and then McDaniel had his uh, Dan Campbell moment where the Miami Dolphins were driving right before the two-minute warning, and, and Tua launched the interception where they could have just kind of let things settle down. And and that goes back to my other point where I do kind of think that this is a team that just needs to kind of go through it a couple times, let the game slow down. And, and yes, Tua's in his fourth year, but just this playoff atmosphere, having these opportunities. And and the cool thing is the Dolphins have more than one opportunity to do it this year. You have next week in Buffalo. And then after that, you know, you get the home game and then you can have that opportunity to win one at home. That's where you can hopefully start to see some confidence. Josh, this game was terrible. Left an awful, awful taste in your mouth. Uh, after seeing the Bradley Chubb news, it does feel like a deflating moment of the season when it does feel over. But there's still a lot ahead of this Dolphins team and there's a lot of opportunity to make some noise.